You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Now, for any of you who tuned in to Locked On Mets early on Thursday morning, apologies for some technical difficulties. Added the wrong audio from yesterday's show, so this is now the correct audio you would watch on YouTube, you would have seen the show was different, but mistakes happen. So on the actual show today, as we do a little update here, I do talk about the final game of the Mets series against the Nationals. I also talk about what is primed to be the most important regular season series you can imagine with the Mets and the Braves. This is where the season could be decided five games at home, Mets versus Braves. A lot to discuss there. Before we get to any of that, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Now, the Mets had another great game to close out a series against the Nationals. Same story for this team. You win the first game, lose the second game, and you win the final game of a three-game set. That's the way they do business, and that's what they did again. Chris Bassett, just outstanding. Seven strong innings pitched. Six hits allowed, one walk, no earned runs, four strikeouts, great defense played behind him. Bassett talked about that after the game. He said that Luis Guillorme is the best glove in baseball when it comes to infielders. Talked about how Lindor is a platinum gold glove winner or a platinum glove winner. Obviously, Jeff McNeil gives you good defense as well. I really do love this as a starting lineup, and I just want to go through it, even though obviously – You know, we've talked about it a bunch, but this is the team the Mets have post-deadline. This is their primary lineup, what you saw out there today with Nimmo, with Marte, with Lindor, Alonzo, Vogelback, McNeil, Canna, Guillaume, Nito. It's such a good defensive team. The outfield defense has been good all year, um, and the infield defense has also been excellent. But when you pull Eduardo Escobar out of the equation and put Guillaume out there, I love that Guillaume now has that confidence that he's essentially, you know, the everyday player. He he has taken that job from Eduardo Escobar. Now, granted, they're in a platoon because Guillaume can't really hit left-handed pitching, and Escobar has actually been good swinging from the right side this year, but that's going to work really well. I love the two platoons that have been set up. And you see Vogelback has the big hit. He hits the grand slam. If you go through, you know, the numbers throughout the game, you have Pete Alonso. It's a two-run homer in the third inning. Vogelback hits a grand slam. There you go. You're up 6 nothing against the Nationals. That should be enough to win the ball game. And it was. Things got dicey late, but that was, at that moment, enough. And then later you see Guillaume triples. Tomas Nito doubles in the sixth inning. Uh, you know, that drove in a run on Nito's double, obviously. Nemo got a base hit. Marte ends up getting the RBI force out. You were looking at this team, and it's 14 hits on the day. Um, you know, they score another run in the ninth inning as you have Guillaume was the one that drives in a, a run on a force out. But it, it's up and down the lineup. I always like to do this, but you got Nimmo with a three-hit day. 
You got Marte got a hit. Naquin got a hit off the bench. Lindor with a hit. Uh, Alonzo with the home run. Vogelback goes two for five with the grand slam. McNeil, three for five. Canna was the one guy that goes over in this game. You got Guillaume with the one hit. Nito with a hit. But this lineup just looks so much better. Your one hole is that catcher spot. And you're getting great defense from those guys as well. So as much as we want to talk about what the Mets did at the deadline or didn't do at the deadline, look, the lineup to me I think is in really good shape. I still think that there is the potential to get better with some promotions that could happen with Mark Vientos or Francisco Alvarez, but I have no qualms about the starting lineup. The bullpen, though, uh, an interesting game after Bassett came out. Trevor May makes his return. Solid inning, one hit, one strikeout, no runs. Michael Givens comes on to close out the game. First appearance as a Met carried a 2.66 ERA into the day. He has a 3.70 ERA after giving up five runs. Only got two outs. Lugo had to come in and try to bail him out. Uh, it worked essentially, but more runs end up going on Givens' ledger. Just a brutal way to start off with a new team. You know he does not want to go out there. Never. Does a reliever want to give up five runs? But in particular, in that first appearance in a new uniform, it's brutal. It's brutal, and it's it's more so because of the way that fans have been reacting to the lack of moves the Mets made to address their bullpen. And it's something I have to answer for this season. You know, Trevor May's got to be what he was last season. Michael Givens has to be the guy you expected when you traded for him. Um, Joely Rodriguez, kind of the same thing there. You need him to go back. To what the Mets thought they were getting when they made that trade and sent Miguel Castro out. Um, and you need, you know, Tyler McGill potentially to step up in this bullpen. You need Seth Lugo to be the better version of himself, and he hasn't shown he can be consistent all season. So look, the bullpen is gonna be a talking point for the rest of the season. I think because the rotation is as good as it is, because I believe the lineup is as good as it is, I don't know if it's really gonna rear its ugly head throughout these final couple months. But when you get into October, the hope is that a couple of arms outside of just Edwin Diaz kind of solidify themselves as real lockdown options. And if not them, suddenly you're going to be asking a Taiwan Walker potentially to, to go from a starter role to a reliever role to try to get some extra juice in that pen. There's a lot of stuff the Mets can try here, but I think, again, not to stay too deadline-centric, but we are still only you know 24-plus hours removed here. It wasn't a great way to get introduced to Michael Givens. I'll just leave it at that. But hopefully he'll be better. I'm sure he will. He can't be much worse. And the Mets will move on from there. But what's coming up here is a unbelievable stretch. We're going to see a lot of Mets and Braves. I want to talk about what that means because this is where the division gets decided. It's it's this five-game series. You got a four-game series coming up not too far and long down the pike here that's going to really decide which team We'll make it up. But before we get to that, whether you're ready to pop the question or if you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. There you can build the engagement ring of her dreams as BlueNile has simple tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as the setting style. BlueNile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind so you can celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry from Blue Nile as they have jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Mets listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, 
All you have to do is use the code locked on. Again, that's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace by going to bluenow.com today. get too hyperbolic here but the division is on the line in this series against the Braves and really over the next couple of weeks this is where the National League East is going to be decided the Mets are going to play five games at home against the Braves that's unheard of to have five games in one series you're going to have a doubleheader on Saturday the series starts on Thursday it's a lot of baseball between these two teams that are going to be going at it all season long and after that the Mets will have the Reds come in town and then have the Phillies come in town. Three game sets for both of those series. So a really long homestand here before they go on the road and face the Phillies or, or sorry, the Braves first for four, then the Phillies, then the Yankees. So this is really going to be a tough test here. The Mets have to do what they can to dominate this homestand. It's just that simple. It's that cut and dry. You look at the division right now. The Mets are 66 and 38. The Braves are 63 and 42. Three and a half game lead over the Braves. As long as you win one game in this five game set, the Mets will escape with the half game division lead. But obviously, you don't want to think like that. You want them to win this series. And really, the thing that makes me the most excited about what we're about to watch is the fact that you're going to see Max Scherzer start one of those games in the doubleheader on Saturday, and Jacob DeGrom has the final game. Even though you want the Mets to win all four of the first four games, right? Just dominate the Braves, clearly. There is part of me that wouldn't mind it being locked at two games apiece in this series and seeing Jacob DeGrom get to pitch that rubber match game. Now, DeGrom, so far, so good, made his first start. They said he felt fine playing catch today. He's in line to start on Sunday. Only going to have 75 pitches in the chamber, though. He will be allowed to throw a sixth inning. So, if he does what he did this last time out where he's at 59 pitches through five, they'll throw him back out there and give him another shot um, to get through one more inning. So that is good news. But to me, I look at these two teams right now. And on yesterday's show, we compared the deadlines. I don't want to do that again. But I think that they're constructed a little bit differently in that the Braves had this monstrous bullpen. Now, they have good starters as well, but their bullpen is the separating factor. The Mets is the starting rotation. I mean, this rotation has gone on about a month now where their ERA is sub two as a rotation. They are so dynamic right now with Chris Bassett and Carlos Carrasco throwing the ball as well as they have after some midseason struggles. With Taiwan Walker being the most consistent starter in this rotation start to finish this season. With Scherzer being Scherzer, with DeGrom added back into the mix. That's what makes them so special. And the only thing that concerns me when you look at these two teams is the idea of the bullpen. Can the Mets bullpen that we just talked about in the last segment hold up against a really good team? And I think if we look at each respective lineup, you know, Robbie Grossman now gets thrown into the mix, but the the core of this team is the core of this team. It's Austin Riley, it's Matt Olson, it's Dansby Swanson, it's Michael Harris this year, it's Acuna, and then they've got an incredible production out of their two catchers in Darno and William Contreras. That's their bread and butter. They have other guys that get thrown in. Eddie Rosario, 
is back. Uh, he's playing a little bit better over the last couple of weeks after a slow start to his season. You got Ozuna, who has not been good this year. And they add in Grossman as the guy they can mash against left-handed pitching. But I, I look at their top group and look at the Mets' top group, and that's why I, I love the idea of these two teams matching up because I really do think that you're splitting hairs trying to decide which team is better. You know, Pete Alonso, Lindor, Marte, McNeil, um, you know, Nimmo as a you know five has been really great. And, and now you got Vogelback and Ruff as a platoon. I think that's going to work for the Mets. I mean, Vogelback so far in a Mets uniform, 308 hitter, 471 on base, 500 slugging, 971 OPS. He has two doubles, now has the home run, which gave him his first four RBIs in one swing. He scored three runs, but he has seven walks to just nine strikeouts. I mean, he gives you just great at-bats. I think Ruff's going to give you good at-bats. And I, I think that's what we're going to see in this series. It's good at-bats up and down each roster. It's just great baseball. And as much as you know, we can forecast ahead and, and talk about you know these teams and which one should win the division and, and what the playoff matchups are going to look like, this is the most exciting division race in baseball right now. I mean, look at the standings around the game. You got the Brewers and the Cardinals. I guess that is another one that is tight, but the teams, in my opinion, the caliber, it's just not on the same level as the Mets and the Braves. Um, You look at, you know, the Dodgers and the Padres, as great as the Padres were at this trade deadline, getting Brandon Drury, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, all that good stuff. They're 11 and a half out. I mean, they're not going to actually seriously contend here. You look at the American League, Yankees running away from their division. Um, you know, the Astros running away with that division, the twins, the guardians and the white Sox. that one's close, but it's a bunch of teams that are just barely over 500 that are solid, but no one's really kind of moved the needle and separated themselves. The twins did a good job at the deadline trying to, and we'll see how those additions work out. But again, that's not as exciting. You're talking about two teams that have already crossed the 60 win plateau in the Mets and the Braves with really good lineups with really good starting rotations. This is going to be so much fun over the next 15 days here, 15 games um, that they're about to play. Nine of them against this Braves team. You make it out of that with the division lead. I think this Mets team will ultimately be able to hang on and win their first division since 2015. But it's going to take a, a good performance in this series. I want to go through some of the pitching matchups in just a minute as we preview what lies ahead. Before we get to that, though, Built Bar has the brand new flavor you have to try. It is the cookie dough chunk puffs that have a light and chewy texture with real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthier for you. You're only talking about 160 calories with a whopping 15 grams of protein in the cookie dough chunk puff bars. Run to Built.com right now. Snag about a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat. You might not even want to share it with your family. That's how good they are. But like all Built Bars, these new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered in that 100% real chocolate, which means they're healthy and tasty, and they have that great texture for you. They're made with a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, providing tons of health benefits. Eat something good that tastes good for you by trying the new cookie dough chunk Puffs at built.com. Make sure you use the promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com.
over these two lineups. Which team is hot right now? Which players are hot? You go to the Mets over the last 15 days. Pete Alonso, four home runs, 10 RBIs, hitting 375, 479 on base, 800 slugging. That's an OPS over 1,200. You got Lindor, four doubles, three home runs, eight RBIs, nine runs scored, 381 average, 458 on base, 690 slugging. He has an OPS over 1,100. Daniel Vogelback, just talked about him, just gave you his numbers. OPS of 971. Starling Marte, 333 hitter, 364 on base, 548 slugging, 912 OPS, two home runs, seven RBIs, seven runs scored. Jeff McNeil hitting 317 over the last 15 days, 349 on base, 512 slugging, 861 OPS, hit a home run the other day and has five doubles during that span. Guillaume has not been great. Nimmo has, he's been solid, 280, 308 on base, 380 slugging, 688 OPS, uh, but he's giving you really good at bats. Actually, his numbers aren't as promising as I think the results based on the eye test. I, I just think he's doing a really solid job. Mark Canna has the Devils uh, OPS of 666, uh, but he's hitting 273 over his last 33 at bats here. Um, I think he's giving you solid at bats as well. So up and down, I really like what the Mets offense is doing. Darren Ruff will get thrown into the mix here. Uh, you look at the Braves, Robbie Grossman, just their new addition. You got Austin Riley, who's just had a remarkable July. I'd be stunned if he wasn't the player of the month. Um, Matt Olson, not doing great, but hitting home runs, four home runs over the last 15 days. Orlando Arcia has three home runs himself. William Contreras, 786 OPS. Swanson's been good all year, hitting 349. Over the last 15 days, as I mentioned before, a Rosario is starting to come out of it. Michael Harris slowing down a bit, but overall, again, two really good teams. And you look at the pitching matchups. You got Kyle Wright versus Carlos Carrasco game one. Wright's having an awesome season, 293 ERA, 120 strikeouts. Carrasco was amazing in July. He was with a 095 ERA over his last five starts. He's been pitching really well, so that's a good head-to-head. You got Ian Anderson, who's not having a good season. 499 ERA for him versus Taiwan Walker. You would think the Mets have a slight edge there. Not sure when you're going to see Max Freed. We could talk about that a little more on tomorrow's show. All we know right now are the first two pitching matchups. But I'll tell you on the Mets side of it, you can expect Scherzer starting one of those games in the doubleheader and DeGrom starting on Sunday. You can also expect maybe a David Peterson coming back for that other game um, when it comes to the uh, doubleheader there. I don't believe he has thrown yet in Syracuse, so maybe they try to keep him ready for that start. I think that would make a lot of sense. And actually on Sunday, we do know that it will be Spencer Strider going against DeGrom Strider, having an amazing season as a rookie, 279 ERA, 133 strikeouts. He has been just nasty, nasty stuff from him. But this is what you want, okay? As much as I think Mets fans would love nothing more than a 1986-type season where they just lead a division wire to wire and it's never in doubt. But I think this is still, if you're talking about the next two months, there is something about that anxiety every time you check a Braves box score. Um, j- just the the adrenaline that goes through you in games that matter. And over the past, whatever, 20 years, there hasn't always been games that matter. It feels like we're going to get a lot of that in August and in September. 
And particularly when you're facing the Braves, this is where you decide a division. And this is a Mets team based on what they've done through, what are we at, 114, 190, 104 games. Um they deserve to win this division based on how they play this year. We'll see if they can hold true. Um, getting to ground back is big. The the DH spot, I think, has been solved. So this is a better Mets team than they were a couple weeks ago for sure. And I do look at their roster and stack it up against the Braves. And I, I still believe the Mets should be the favorite to win this division. But if they do, it might not happen until the end of September when the Mets are playing the Braves in Atlanta, a series that I'm actually planning on going to with my dad. So we'll see if it it takes that long to be decided. I think it might, but if the Mets were to lose this division, I'm sure that a a reason for it will be whatever happens over the remainder of this weekend here. This is as important as a series could possibly get in August. It's just that simple. On the show tomorrow, Friday Farm Report, Francisco Alvarez. Will we see him this year? His numbers are just scary good without Contreras as a trade deadline addition. That is a conversation that now gets just a little bit juicier. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Make sure you follow, rate, review. Wherever you get your podcast. make sure you follow me on Twitter, at FickelsteinRyan. Follow the show, at Locked on Mets. Thank you for making Locked on Mets. First listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on MLB. Hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan, Locked on MLB is where you want to go to stay up to date with everything going on in Major League Baseball. You can follow Locked on MLB wherever you get podcasts.